five, four, three, two, one. everybody and welcome into season 45 episode 8 of the clingers have spoken i'm joel that's michael we just watched episode 8 of season 45 of survivor and we're here to talk about it michael pretty interesting episode blindside how are you feeling feeling good man you know as you can tell from my zoom background uh if you're watching on youtube uh you know i was actually live uh, for it. So it was a pretty crazy scene there at Tribal Council. Um, you know, uh, didn't see it coming. Uh, Jake definitely didn't see it coming. Um, and I'm sad because I was starting to come around on the whole Kelly experiment and uh, I was rooting for her and things didn't go well. Reba just has Bello in shambles. They vote a Bello out. But all the Bellows turned on one of their own. And what's Bello do from here? I mean, I think we all know Reba's going to immediately start gunning for each other. But uh, I don't I don't know, man. Bellow's in trouble. I don't see any of those people pulling it out at this point. Bellow is very down bad. It's not looking great for any of the Bellow members. Um, I can't see Bruce winning this season at all. I can't see Kendra winning this season at all. I can't really see Jake winning the season at all. Um, and yeah, like Reba has this try has this whole group. There's four of them and Emily, and there are nine people. Wait, is that right? Nine? Yeah, nine people. Um, and they have Katura on their side now. And I, you know, it's it's interesting because Katura is actually playing like a large part in this game, you know, like she was the deciding vote that kicked Caleb out and she is now has now flipped and is just ready to join Reba and hopefully she can, you know, maneuver her way further in the game. Maybe, but the Reba four man, they're doing good. Well, didn't Katura vote Jake tonight though? Probably. Yeah, but like I think that, you know, if let's say for whatever whatever possibility Austin does go home last week, you know, this is a very different tribal. This is a completely different energy. This is a very different type of type of season that we're about to have. But since they did not make it through that vote, and that Caleb did not make it through that vote basically all the hard strategy that was on that tribe was solely on Kelly's shoulders. And now that she's gone, it's kind of a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when the person that everyone is connected to gets taken out of a group and it's like, Oh, you know, like there's a lot of friend groups out there where it's really one person or one couple and they're sort of the social facilitators of the group. Uh, not that none of us would hang out outside of those people, um, but if they're out, we're going to go from seeing each other every month, every other month. We're going to maybe hang out once a year. And so yeah. that's kind of the stage that Bruce, Kendra, and Jake, Jake are in now. Um, 
Kendra is her game is just sunk. Um, Jake is to the point now where like he's at least a savvy player, and I think the heat's gonna be off him now for a while. He survived uh, a vote that he was at risk, and now I think the heat's gonna be off him for a little bit. Um Kendra is in goat territory. Um, and Bruce is in goat territory if he makes it to the end. Um, so neither of them have a great chance. Um, it's, it's Reba's game to lose. Um, and you know, we'll see if Emily Flippin can, can, you know, ride with the Reba's for a couple more votes and then boom, we got Emily, we got Kendra, we got Jake navigating themselves to the end. That could be spicy. Yeah, that would be fascinating because it's like Reba is Reba has all the power and I can't, I mean, there's no way they go forward to the final four with this four. But I just don't know how they don't at least make it to like the final six, like the four of them, you know, like I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as much of like a flipper as, as people that play survivor are. You know, like, cause yeah. somebody is going to get antsy and want to make a move. Now that may be like a gender thing. Now there's like six girls and three guys. So maybe Drew's like, okay, well I need to do something. Cause I don't like how this is going to go. Um, but he seemed weirdly okay with that tonight, which I thought was interesting. Well, I think it's, it's five to four now. Cause it was six to four. Now it's five to four. Uh, girls to guys oh yeah because kelly got okay yeah you're right you're right so i mean i and i that's not i don't think that's really going to be a consideration um moving forward um you know on reba though it is austin and drew the guys and then there's d and reba wait not reba julie d D and julie (laughs) reba yeah uh d and julie and uh emily She's with Reba, but she's with the guys. Yeah. I don't know who Katura is with. So once again, like, let's say they did just vote out Jake, then vote out Kendra, then vote out Bruce. I mean, we don't know how that's going to go with the six of them. We don't know how that would break. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so I again, I just think Katura's position is so weird like she was on the bottom in her own tribe and then they merged and now she's like oh i flipped and now she's in the position that some people are in when they flip when they're just on the bottom but it's just like a better bottom of like a different tribe yeah and again she wasn't on the right side of the vote tonight she's just kind of a player like since the merge where i feel like she's been i don't know she hasn't been that like I know she her her vote mattered last week. Um, but the alternative for her was draw rocks. So it's not like that was really much of a decision for That's her. An option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, most people don't want to draw rocks. They were making it seem last week like it was a really sensible thing to do. And oh, why wouldn't she want to do this? Is why Jake was making it seem. But um, yeah, Katura, she's just kind of like floating around out there, like She's a wild card. She is the biggest wild card left. Everyone else, I think, is settled. I mean, 
I guess Kendra now is also a big wild card. So we'll see. Maybe if Kendra and Katura can come back together or something like that. I don't know. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Kelly. Um, not really much she could have done. Like she said, she was just kind of put in a situation with Bruce and with Bello that was not great. Um, and I will miss her a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing her this season. She strikes me as someone who I could see coming back in like a returner season. Um, and yeah, I, I'll miss her. Are you going to um, slide in her DMs? No, no, I won't. I won't. Uh, I actually think, I actually think she's gay. So, um, no. yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, I, I really appreciate her gameplay. I think she's very smart. I think she's logical. She's able to form connections. Hearing how Reba was talking about her was interesting. They were like, it's kind of weird how much power Kelly has, which was funny that they were saying that when it was clear that the four people in that conversation had by far the most power of anyone, which is, it's just like, that's part of the thing on Survivor. It's like, all right, like we have to have the power, but I'm never going to let anyone know that I have the power. So we just have to make sure that I am like, telling everyone that this person has the most power or like this person has the most power except for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's, it was a tough, it was a tough situation. Um, and I wanted better for her and, uh, yeah. I mean, I do think that she had a lot of power in that she seemed to be, Connecting to the Reba women and Emily more than um, Kendra was, even yeah. more than Katura was, and Katura was trying to vote with them. It just yeah. socially, Kelly seemed to be the most threatening Bellow member out yeah. there. She just kind and, of melted with whoever was out there, whoever she was with. She just connected with them. Yeah. And so that word of maybe there's going to be a women's thing. I think this was best case scenario for Drew and Austin to say, okay, Kelly is the social woman from the other side. That's going to be bringing this together. We don't have a relationship with her, but mama J and D do have a relationship with her. And Emily has a relationship with her. So we've got to get her out of here. We don't want to risk those getting any deeper. Um, so I think that was a smart move by them to get rid of Kelly. Um, and yeah, I do think Kelly, she just got, got in a bad spot tonight. I think she is 100% in her mind blaming Bruce for her loss. Yeah. Dude, Bruce is on everyone's mind. Bruce has, Bruce has run this season in a way that he probably did not want to. But it's crazy how much like people have talked about him when he's clearly not winning at all, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's like driving votes just because like, just because he exists because he's willing to say someone's name. So everyone's like, okay, that's fine. Or tonight he's driving votes in a bad way. Cause everyone wanted to vote him out. Yeah. And then he wins immunity. And all of a sudden it's like, well, we've got to get one of his allies out. And, so I'm, a, 
I guess Bruce is only gonna willing to play the idol for himself. I would think he was the type of player who would want to play that for an, a close ally like a Jake, you know? And the fact that he didn't play his idol for Jake tonight tells me like Bruce is just going to hang on to that thing until he thinks he's going home, which is probably next week. Like if he doesn't win immunity next week, I bet he plays his idol. But I thought tonight would have been the perfect opportunity to play an idol for Jake and he didn't do it. Yeah. But like, why would you honestly like Bruce knows like Bruce is like, I'm, I'm on the block next time. I'm going to keep this like him and Jake, they're allies, but they're not like, if he saves Jake this one time, what's to stop them from coming back next tribal council and just writing Jake's name down again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, not writing be, his name down. Yeah. That's not like a title shift of like, of that's not a big move. It's a move that will save you for one for two days. And then you'll be gone two days later, just a higher spot on the jury. No, I, I agree with it as a, as a, like a gameplay strategy. I just thought Bruce was the kind of person who would do that, who would no. say, you know, Hey, I'm old school. You got to protect your own. I'm playing this for my guy. And he didn't do that tonight. But yeah, honestly, going. honestly, though, he kept saying to Kelly, you're my number one. You're my number one. If he had known Kelly was going home, there's a better chance he would have played it for her. But he thought Jake was going home. But yeah. also, he didn't vote. So we don't really know who he thought was going home. He could have thought, I don't know, Emily was going home or Couture was going home for all I know. I don't think they're really like telling Bruce what's up most of the time. You know, I find something is interesting about this season where there's not like, like Jake said it earlier. He's like, I haven't heard anything, which means that it's me. And it's like, it is, it is interesting because this season they're not like, there's not as, there's not as much like communication. I feel like there's not as much just like over the top, we have to make sure that this person does this thing so that they don't do this thing. And I like that to be honest. Like I like not splitting the votes. Like I like, I like doing all those kinds of things. Um, but I just think it's interesting because there, there seems to be less big braining going on this season. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed the same kind of thing? Well, yeah, because I think what players are realizing as as they've watched the last four seasons is that when you're worried about so many different things, you're fumbling like the simple stuff of it. Like, look, we don't need to change all of our plans because someone has a shot in the dark. Like it's one in six, even though they got burned by that on Caleb. It's like, we've, we'll just vote him out next time. I think tonight um, was genius uh, and it was a genius play because obviously Jake thought he was going home. So he's playing a shot in the dark. Bariba's like, okay, well, we're v- voting for Kelly. So we're splitting a vote, but the other group doesn't know we're doing it. We're cool with either side going home. Yeah. Uh, so like that type of stuff, it makes it, makes it I don't know, a, a lot simpler, uh, a lot like less complicated because when things get complicated and there's more names being thrown out, people start acting crazy. 
and flipping and are like, okay, well, I'm actually not going to do my part in this vote and I'm going to play a shot in the dark because I'm afraid I'm going home when I'm absolutely not. And we're seeing a lot less weird stuff like that happen this season. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad that exists. I like the, I feel like we've had podcasts where I'm just like, why in the world did you think it was a good idea to split the votes on this person? Like you're overthinking this vote, like all these things. And now they're just like, no, we're going to walk in. There's like the option that is in everybody's brains once the immunity challenge ends. And then maybe there's another one. And I like that. I yeah. I appreciate that. Simple. Well, and uh, I think like just the, a 90 minute episode lends itself to like, okay, we've seen where everyone's head is at before the immunity challenge. And like, actually we have a good picture of that. And so after the immunity challenge, okay, that Bruce won, he was probably going to get voted out. So we mentally move on. It's probably going to be Jake. And then they throw Kelly into the mix. And so like, it was all very linear instead of just like, boom, five second scene of somebody saying this person's name, five second scene of somebody saying this person's name, five second scene of somebody saying this person's name. And you just don't know what's real and what's not. The editors have done a really good job of showing us like, okay, like this group of people talked about this person. And then this person was over here sharing this information over here. And then Drew got everybody over all of the Rebus together and said, what if we just voted Kelly out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I love the 90 minute episodes. We said that all season. It's good. It's going to be back for next season. Thrilled about it. You know what? I'm not sure they're going to bring back for next season, but they brought back tonight after a long hiatus survivor auction. Mike, they sure how'd did. you feel? I thought it was good. I like the um, not everyone has the same amount of money to start. You got to earn it. I that like cool. that. I like that they said from the start, no advantages. Um, that gets rid of some of the drama and just makes it like a fun. Okay, thing. this is a more fun thing. And I like that there was the drama of like somebody's losing their vote if you don't handle this right. And of course, it was Bruce. And it. <laughs> It was Bruce because Bruce didn't try to acquire a lot of money in the first place. Yeah. Because Bruce put no effort towards going and getting a bunch of money, that ended up actually being the reason he lost his vote. And so, like, stuff like that, like, just coming back, obviously it didn't ultimately matter for Bruce because he won immunity. But if he hadn't, he would have gone home and he wouldn't have even had a vote. And so, like... I like that there was consequences um, beyond simply like eating or not eating. But I also love that it wasn't like we're, we're giving away an immunity idol or a clue to an immunity idol. I love that there's not just immunity idols sitting around whenever you, someone needs one because in the thirties, if you needed an immunity idol, spend three hours digging, you'll find one. Yeah. That's what it turned into. Yeah. And so um, I really like that it's not like you could just, you know, if you had $900, you could just buy an immunity idol um, or something like that. Um, so I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really fun time. I'm glad there was still something disgusting. Um, it wasn't all good food people would want. Um, 
there's something about hungry people eating food and really wanting food that's good television. And I feel like Survivor got away from that uh, for a while. So it was fun to see like when Emily sees what on on her plate, like the, just her reaction to that was great television. The fish eyes were so big. I literally thought they were like a pastry when he <laughs> revealed them. Like those fish things eyes were... or cake. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like it's like he could have showed it to everybody and been like, this is either a cupcake, two cupcakes or a fish eyes. And I feel like people still wouldn't have known. Um, glad Austin ate it a little bit, at least. Um, I wish that there was some bad soup though. I'm not going to lie. Um, maybe after COVID that's kind of, that's kind of out. They're kind of out on, <laughs> on anything bat related in terms Survivor of Survivor started COVID. <laughs> um, you heard it here first, but, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I liked, I liked the no advantages. It was, it was nice. It was like, okay, we're about to see like four minutes of fun television where starving people are getting to eat. And I like that. Um, yeah. Anything else on tonight's episode of Survivor? Um, I think we got a lot of uh, Drew tonight. And it seems like Drew has kind of somehow managed to like put himself in a front runner position. He has. Um, he is one of the more unlikable strategic front runners I've seen in a long time. I I don't like just like dislike him. And there's there's people on this cast that I'm like less into than him, but he just seems like an unlikely winner to me. Not because he's a nerd, not because he's skinny, just like I don't think anyone's going to want to give him a million dollars. He has such little like charisma, you know, like, yeah, I, I can't imagine anyone getting off that Island except for Austin and being like, I really want to hang out with Drew more, you know, like, like Drew's my guy. I love Drew. Yeah. I, I just can't, I can't see that. Um, yeah, like yeah. with with Austin, I can see like how those people would vote to give him a million dollars. Like I can see that with Austin. I can see that with Julie. Um, I can see it with D. Yeah, I guess I could see it with D. But there's not a lot of people out there where I'm like, uh they're going to get votes to win a million dollars. Like there's not very many of those people left in my opinion. I think Caleb was one of those people. He's gone. Um, you know, I think Kelly was, was maybe one of those people she's gone. So I don't really know what's going to happen. Like, I, I don't know that I, I take uh drew seriously, even though he's in the catbird seat right now. Um, and, like, if there's a way Jake can get back into this, I could see Jake being at being good at Final Tribal and winning the game. But it's he's gonna have to, like, I don't, I don't know what the path is for Jake. 
Um, yeah, for, I don't either. For Emily, I can see the path. The path is ride out Reba for a vote from here and then flip and then get to the end with like Jake and Kendra or something like that or Jake and Katura. I think Emily had a great chance to win if that, if that happened. And I'd love to see that. I, um, I still think Emily's going to win. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's totally in play. We're seeing a lot of Emily, like this, the conversation between her and Drew tonight, where she was there, she was told him about the all girls Alliance. We didn't need to see that, that, that conversation, like didn't really need to be shown to us. Other than the fact to say like Emily and Drew are tight and Emily and Drew are talking strategy and this women's alliance isn't going anywhere. That was really the only reason we need to see it. It's not really like we didn't need to see that tonight. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. Emily's number one alliance dynamic throughout this whole game, because the first half of the season, it was her and Caleb. And this guy that is like running things on the tribe and they kind of have this like back way, back channel like thing. And then she came over and now she's like really tight with Drew, who Drew's like the strategic person and they have like a back channel thing. And it's working amazing for her. Like, because mm-hmm. they think that Caleb made all the decisions and made all things happen and they think that Drew is making all the decisions and making all things happen. But Drew can't do that unless he has Emily. Which is why Emily is in perfect position for me. Yeah. Yep. I think Emily's in a great spot too. She's in the majority alliance, but she's not like the power player in the majority alliance that's going to get targeted. And she's not like she's she's the middle of the majority alliance, which I think is right where you want to be. And she holds value. Yeah. Like she's worth something to them. Yeah. More than a vote. Um, yeah. Which is and cool. she's a, she's a swing vote within her alliance too. Yeah. If they do get it down to just her alliance, she could go either way. Yeah. Both sides will try to get her vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like her position in the game. I like Julie's position in the game. Um, because everybody's trying to get D. Um, and I like Austin's position in the game because he has two idols and he's in the best alliance. Like Austin Does is in he a re- have two idols or one idol. Austin has two. Kelly just got voted out. So his amulet became like a full on idol. And he has an idol from oh, before. The so he has amulet. two idols. Yeah. Yet another re- man that those things are. Cursed. Honestly, what was Kelly thinking? Taking well, that. Yeah. Yeah, because she was the swing vote. Yeah. And, Why? Yeah. Like when when you're not in the majority of the people, especially, you gotta pass. Don't incentivize other people to vote you out. They're yeah. already gonna have incentive to do that. Uh come on, Kelly. Well, I can't wait to hear on all the exit press this week, Kelly talking about how Bruce tanked her game. And that she that that Bruce kept telling everyone she was his number one, and that's why she got voted out tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, anything else on uh, this episode of Survivor? I don't think so. Um, anything else you want to talk about? The Grizzlies are horrid. Um, yeah, pass. Dylan Brooks is like smart now in Houston. Um, uh, he's still a a dirty player, but pass. Yeah, but he's he's not shooting as much, which I would have loved for him to do in Memphis. Um, I don't really want to talk about the Titans. It's just kind of it is what it is at this point. Um, you want to talk about Draymond? Oh my gosh. He got only got suspended for five games, dude. Like literally, Draymond is insane. And I, I like you put a player in the headlock for no reason, like for no reason, no reason. And after the number of crotch shots that he's had throughout his career, and the like, man, like, and he justifies it all. If you hear him on podcasts, he's like, he'll probably say, yeah, Rudy was grabbing at my guy. What, I'm not supposed to, like, protect my guy? It's like, nah, you don't have to put him in a headlock. You don't have to put anybody in a headlock. That's like, it's like human 101, you know? No, Gobert was just trying to break up the fight that was happening. Yeah. That's all he was doing. And then, like, Draymond always pretends like he's trying to be a peacemaker and he's actually escalating the situation. Yeah. That's his whole vibe. That's his whole vibe. And, um, dude, did you see? Um, so Draymond is suspended for five games. Clay is being fined $25,000, which is like a really small fine for an NBA player. Um, Jaden McDaniels is being fined for $25,000. And Rudy Gobert is being fined $25,000. Yeah, I saw Honestly, that. he should sue Draymond for that money. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, if, if Draymond, Draymond doesn't jump in and make it worse, like, it's literally... There's no the fight. Fin- it's over. Gobert just broke the fight up. That's all that happened. That's ridiculous, man. Adam yeah. Silver should be ashamed of himself. The amount of homerism that the warriors get these guys have played dirty for years and because of steph curry they have been able to do whatever they want and then steve kerr has the nerve when they're playing the grizzlies to talk about guys quote unquote breaking the code when he is the coach of the dirtiest team in the nba it's ridiculous. Old guys think they can get away with anything. They, like the Warriors are on the back end. They all know it. They're in their feelings about it, especially Clay and Draymond. Steph, he's still one of the best players in the NBA. So he's not all up in his feelings about other guys being better than him because they're not. But Clay is so in his feelings about being washed. Anytime he goes up against a decent two guard like Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, anybody, he is so in his feelings about being a washed old dude that is getting carried by Steph that he like acts an absolute fool. And uh, Draymond, seven out of the so did you see 
Gobert's quote uh, saying Draymond, every time Steph isn't playing, Draymond tries to get ejected. Huh. So th- th- he said, whenever Steph isn't playing, Draymond just tries to get ejected because he he knows his, he's not going to look good out there. Because Steph is the only guy that makes it look good. That's what he said in the post-game presser. And seven out of the last 11 times Draymond has gotten ejected, Steph Curry has not played in that game. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, nobody likes Rudy Gobert, but that's funny. Like, it's like, like, if, if anybody could get in a fight with Draymond and it'd be funny for me, it would be Rudy Gobert. Just the amount of, like, coattail riding that Draymond and Clay have done on Steph this whole time and are like, at least they used to be like really good players and now they're not. And so it just looks bad for them. Like they just look really bad out out here, like trying to act tough. Like the last, not this game, but the time before when they played uh, the, the Timberwolves, um, Draymond was talking all sorts of smack to Anthony Edwards. It's like, dude, y'all are not on the same level, Draymond. Like, yeah. I hate to break it to you. Anthony Edwards is is on is a better basketball player right now than you've ever been in your whole life. Yeah. And so I know that hurts to hear, but you're you're past your prime, man. You just need to like swallow your pride and retire, honestly. Just like make a lot of money and shut up about it. Like I I'm, I'm so tired of seeing Draymond green, man. Not because like, I don't think he's, I, you know, he's, he's been a good basketball player. He's been a good system fit. He has his own unique style, but like, dude, shut up. Like, like I just don't, I just, he's just so annoying and I can't, I can't watch him anymore. Um, I'm just, yeah, man. I mean, dude, if, if Dr- like Draymond, cost them a finals too like in 2016 he cost him the finals and so i'm not taking that away from lebron i'm just saying saying like draymond you have always screwed your team up man but stop acting like you're like the best that ever that ever did the thing that frustrates me about that though is that like if you ask draymond about that he he wouldn't tell you that he messed it up he would say it's the league man it's it's these guys like they're like they see Draymond did something so they're gonna penalize me more for it, and I'm like Draymond, you're insane, man. You know why they're penalizing you so much? Because you're the most insane person in the league right now, but not in like a good fun way, like in like annoying way. Yeah, and he had already like kicked two dudes in the nuts, like in the three weeks of playoffs before that finals game. Already, it's like, dude, this is not like a Draymond. This is this is. This is you. This is who you are. This isn't yeah. the refs uh, coming at you for your reputation. Do you know why your reputation is what it is? Because you do these things. It's because the person that commits these things is is you. You know, like yeah. you, you're. It's it's uh. You know, sometimes in life we have to take accountability for our actions. And if you complain about the world so much and it's always the same thing, maybe it's you. You know, like maybe a thought. Um, yeah, but maybe he should just go to therapy. I don't know. I don't know if he does or not, but I think he could benefit from 
from why home. Do, why do you need therapy when you have your own podcast? When when those millions, are not the same things. <laughs> when millions of people will tune in to hear you say, "Oh man, oh d- that was crazy, man! I didn't know I I didn't know about that." Uh, these young guys, man, they don't know about me. They don't know about us. They don't have what it takes to win. I mean, who needs therapy when you have your own podcast? I do. I mean, we're doing this podcast right now, and I'm very much looking forward to my therapy session with Carrie tomorrow. So you might um, need you might need therapy more if you if you podcast. You know, maybe so. Yeah, because with a with a podcast, you know, if I said something crazy, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, and then this happened, and then it's it's like you know if you go to like you know a therapist, and you say it's, it's some crazy. It's like oh, tell me more about that. Why do you feel this way? And it's digging more into like what happened, why it happened, and what we can do about it. When podcasting is just like what happened fifty million times, and then fortifying your place in the right, the right place. I don't know. Podcasting is just shouting into the void. This is all meaningless. But I have had... This is all meaningless. You know, I've had a few friends walk up to me in public and be like, Joel, like, I started watching Survivor and I'm I'm loving the podcast and it feels like I'm there talking with you. And you know who you are if you're listening to this right now. And I just want to say... You're not even going to give a shout out by name? We can if you want. Uh, Shout out Kendall. Um, we, we very much appreciate everyone that is listening to this podcast. If you, uh, thank you. Shout out Chase Whiting. Um, shout out to all of you. If you're listening shout out to this, Devin Clark, who I talked on sh- the phone to today, shout out Devin. You know, if you're listening to this, like text me, you know, like that, that means the world to me that you would, you would join us on this ride. I hope it is wonderful for you. It's great for me. I, th- I think it's great for Michael. Um, yeah. Anything, anything you'd like to say to our listeners, Michael? Yeah, I mean, if if you listen to our podcast and we don't know you in real life, slide in those DMs. Let's fix that. Let's you know. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll do a live show or something. Let's let's get together. Let's get the people. Let's get the people going. That would be uh, awesome. You know, we, I, I want to know who you are if I don't know you. So, um, you know, you're not the reason we make the podcast. We don't make this really for the listeners. Like it's more for ourselves, but yeah, I'm glad that some some sickos out there can find some joy in our boring conversation about Survivor. Yeah. Well, this has been the Clingers of Spoken. Uh, we just watched episode eight of season 45 of Survivor, um, and we will meet back next week on Thanksgiving week. Uh, for another episode of Survivor, and we will see what happens. We might I'm be, Joel. We might be live in person recording. Well, maybe. Next, oh, oh maybe. Wednesday. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyway, I'm Joel. That's Michael. The Glingers have spoken. We'll see you next week. Peace out, y'all. Don't quit. Jeff Probst won't snuff your torch anymore. Mm-hmm.